Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson, hanging out here with Michael Goldsmith at St. James Coffee. And uh, really a wonderful day here. I think we're getting ready for a little rain later on, but uh, still, it's glorious. It's July. Yep. It's like upper 70s in Minnesota. Yes, it's summer is here. You can't, you can't get uh, <laughs> I was talking with someone the other day uh, who, had, who had moved from uh, another part of the country, and, and they said you know, they, they couldn't believe it. They thought it would be maybe, maybe 50 degrees you know, <laughs> when, they, when, when they came here. And you know, it was in the 80s and yep. sunny and glorious, and you know, people actually wear shorts. Of course, you know, Minnesotans wear shorts when it's 40 degrees, but uh, that's, a, that's a whole other story. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's really a, really a blessing and a joy to be here today. Oh, it's a blessing to be here with you also, Father. I'm just glad to be here and uh, doing the work of God and um, praise and glory to him who has everything that we need. Amen. Speaking of which... We should give praise and glory to God as we begin this se- this uh, uh, session of Real Presence Live Sounds in good. prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the many blessings in our lives. We thank you especially this week as we celebrate our Independence Day as Americans. May you help us in this celebration to not forget that it is for freedom that Christ set us free. Help us to live according to your will, to desire your will, to discern your holy will. That we may live in the fullness of grace that you have created us for. Bless us during this time. May you speak a word that rouses us in our faith. And bless all those who are listening this morning. Bless those who will be speaking to your holy people today. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. I know we do have uh, a lot of people out there listening, and we have uh, a lot of good things uh, still coming up. Yes. So we're going to send it. So uh, as we get ready for for everything that is is coming up today, uh, you know, I think it's always important for us to be able to start in prayer. Uh, it's always important for us to be able to uh, situate ourselves. Um, I'm a, a graduate of St. Mary's University over in Winona, mm-hmm. as uh, many many priests uh, in rural Minnesota and South Dakota uh, have gone there for their bachelor's degree. And uh, class periods would always re- start with, you know, let us remember we are in the holy presence of God. Mm. And I, I think just a always. Uh, really a powerful powerful way of uh, setting ourselves in the right perspective mm-hmm. uh, to realize that you know when, when we pray you know God is already in our midst you right. know not not to not not to say that you know God is everything you know we don't you know we don't we don't go along with pantheism um, but that God is present right. uh, in everything that he's always there in our when we call our even when two or three are gathered in his name we know he's in his midst from from his direct words correct that's right 
That's right. Yeah. And, and Jesus desires to remain within us. Uh, and he does. He does. He does. Yeah. The, hard, the hard part is for us to acknowledge that. And right. <laughs> to realize that, yep, he is, he is there because I can get so caught up in me and right. my stuff and my needs uh, that sometimes I forget to, that Jesus is right there with me. You know, I was over in, in Oatana with Father Sarsanich uh, this, this weekend, and mm-hmm. he was talking about, you know, the beauty of, of uh, the readings this weekend, last weekend, were about, you know, somewhat about the temple and, you know, where can I, he kind of brought that in about where, where should we go to pray? The woman at the well, you know, he was talking, kind of connecting that. And she said, you guys pray in Jerusalem, we pray in Garrison, right? Mm-hmm. And and so then in that, you know, that we now with the Catholic faith, with Jesus Christ, we can pray any, you know, we're, we're able to be about that. And, you know, the Catholic faith is about, of course, the Eucharist. And we mm-hmm. certainly celebrate that in the church, you know, with the altar. But we can have Mass wherever we need to also. Yeah. He was pointing out, you know, that... It needs to have a Catholic priest there, but, you know, and bringing down and, and being in persona of Christ, but that we don't necessarily have to have that, but we do, of course, still have the church, and, you know, we gather to that. But, right. you know, it's, it's just beautiful what you're saying about that Christ is always around us, and we're able to do that now. So he's f- brought that fulfillment into our hearts, and we're able to acknowledge that. So sounds like we have our first guest here, Father. So we're going to go over to... Uh, uh, Father Terry Anderson and Megan Kelly, who are going to be talking to us in the, from the Diocese of uh, Sioux Falls, the St. Thomas More School, and they have a beautiful history there, and we get to talk to the two of them, the, the founding members, actually. So, Father Terry Anderson and Megan Kelly, are you guys there? I'm here. Okay. I am as well. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Father, and good morning, Megan. Could you guys uh, uh, maybe start with Father? Can you tell us a little bit about you guys' selves? Sure. My name is Father Terry Anderson. I'm a priest here at St. Thomas More Parish in Brookings, South Dakota. Um, grew up in South Dakota in a farm community, Redfield, South Dakota, which is about two hours northwest of here, and, and uh, became a priest 35 years ago and served different parishes and different schools, and Bishop Swain assigned me to St. Thomas More three years ago. Mm-hmm. Very good. How about you, Megan? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yes, um, I am an SDSU graduate. Uh, I graduated with early childhood education. Um, I have been at St. Thomas More since 2005, um, working with the youth of our parish here in the school setting. Um, I, um, I have a family, a husband and two daughters. And, yeah, we're just blessed to be a part of the school. Oh, very good. That's awesome. So talking to both of you, so you guys came together in this in the beginning of this school and founding it. So how long, have, how long has the school been running? Well, um, that's a two-part answer. I'll give the first part and Megan give the second part. All righty. Sounds good. <laughs> so I came here three years ago. It was not official Catholic school, although the preschool was considered a Catholic school. Megan can tell you a little bit about preschool. When Bishop Swain sent me here three years ago, not having Catholic schools, he said that there would be some people who would be talking to me about having a Catholic school in town. That talk apparently has been around for years and years. We talked at the church councils, 
previous years, they've done parish surveys. Because of the strong desire for some of the parents to have a school, council said, well, let's, let's try a kindergarten. So my first year here was just a matter of getting people together, uh, putting together thoughts and ideas, kind of a school advisory council, and letting the bishop know that there was interest for a kindergarten. He gave us permission to hire teachers, solicit students. We ran a kindergarten uh, uh, for the 2017-2018 year. That worked well. We paid our bills. The bishop gave us permission to try a school during this past school year, moving those kindergartens up to first grade. That worked very well. The bishop gave us permission to actually establish a school. And uh, so we're planning for second grade next year and the following um, year, third grade. That's our vision for right now. So that part of the school has only been around for a few years, but Megan can tell you about now the Catholic preschool. Yes, absolutely. Um, so our parish building that we're in right now was built in around 2000, um, and a preschool was started in 2002 um, by Miss Joanna Hagman, and there was one other director uh, in the building in 2004, and then I started on in 2005 as the preschool director and lead teacher. Uh, when I started here in 2005, we served around 20 children, and I only had one very part-time assistant working with me. Um, our school then, our preschool then grew to serving between 50 and 60 students every year, um, about Six years after I started, so in around 2011, we started a junior kindergarten program um, to meet the needs of those students who weren't quite ready to go to kindergarten. And then, as Father said, um, our more current history was starting the kindergarten and first and now second grade this fall. Wonderful. Sounds like you're just moving along. There's uh, sounds like there's a lot of excitement about this school, uh, and yet you're being, I think, prudent in uh, slowly building it up. Um, so in many ways, you're, you're still founding this school, I think I, think I could say. But uh, I don't know a lot about schools, but I know that there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into uh, being able to found a school. So Megan, um, Megan how, how, did, how did this happen? How did you found the school? Um, what kind of a board or, uh, you know, of directors or support system did you have in order to uh, get this school up and off the ground? Absolutely. So, um, like Father said, there was some mixed feelings in our parish about whether we want this or not, and how are we going to fund it. Um, so, um, Father went first to a group of very active mothers in our parish, um, and basically said, "If if we want this, you know, we need your help." And so, from that group of women, um, we then pulled in their families, and we um, put together a board, a school advisory board that works with very closely with Father Terry. Um, and they are the ones that really um, have put in the time and dedication to make this happen. So we did a lot of research and polling and a lot of legwork ahead of time. We wanted to set a tuition price that would be um, obtainable for families and realistic for families in right. choosing to send their children to our school. Um, and then we wanted to make sure that we were ensuring 
that Catholic identity and wanting to make sure that what we're doing here is Catholic and our students are, you know, not only getting the best academic opportunities, but also the best faith-filled um, opportunities. Yeah, that, that's so exactly... That board, yeah. That's what that's what it's all about. So I'm Michael Goldsmith. This is Father Will Thompson. We're talking with uh, Father Terry Anderson and Megan Kelly about uh, the new school, St. Thomas More School, that was uh, just founded. Uh, sound, sounds like just a couple years ago, and it's kind of going along. And uh, I know here, Father Will, that we have Rochester Catholic schools here in our diocese and other, you know, and it's really it's really. Um, established well but there's still a lot of things that go on to it i mean we have all the way through preschool up through uh, high school through graduation father terry uh, i know you guys are working towards that and i know that megan was just talking about that so like can you kind of tell us about the mission and just i mean really what got you you know really excited about this uh, a little bit about where where you guys are planning on moving this towards yeah so when the bishop asked me to come to Brookings, and he said there'd be people who would be talking to me about a school, um, he also said that because of the uh, people who do not want the school, he says to kind of keep them quiet, you're going to have to run the school with the people who want the school financially. In other words, you may know if you have a Catholic school, you take a certain percentage of your Sunday collection to help pay for the school, and he said you can't do that. You have to find different ways to raise money for that. Mm. So that group that Megan was talking about helped found the school and then the school advisory board. They worked hard to uh, find different ways to raise money, and uh, they put together, uh, as anybody who runs a Catholic school knows, there's usually some big fundraiser. They put mm -hmm. together a group of people to put on that fundraiser, and they did exceptionally well, and we're just going to need uh, uh, dedicated parents and school supporters to keep our school going into the future. Now, for a vision, the, the original thought, and that's where we're still at, is that we go to third grade because here in Brookings, public school system has three grade schools that go to third grade, and then they all come together in fourth grade. Mm, okay. That okay. doesn't mean we may not go higher in the future, but right now our vision is just to go through third grade for as Megan said, this coming year will be in up through second grade, and then the following year, third grade. It makes makes sense to bring it into that, you know, where where you're at and kind of meet that. I know many towns have gone to, in our diocese and many others that, you know, kind of play between the two of them, between public schools and, you know, what what they can afford and what they can do at the time. You know, God's blessings will come to that, uh, Father Terry. Isn't isn't that right? And then you just kind of work through all of that. You betcha. And I might say uh, one more and trying to fund the school to attract the people to give a quality education besides a quality Catholic education, we decided from day one that we're going to be accredited. And that took a lot of work. Yes. We um, are using and still are using the principal, Mrs. Kate Rubis, from St. Thomas Aquinas School in Madison, which is about 40 miles away. And we're using her until Megan, who herself is working to become a principal. And Kate's going to excellent resource and she helped us get accredited so we're fully accredited and, and of course then we're under the bishop as far as a catholic school 
Excellent. Well, you know, as you're, as you're bringing up uh, Megan as the principal, Megan's also the, the director uh, currently. Um, Megan, I, w- I was wondering if you could share a little bit about what, what that means uh, and what your role uh, with, with the school is right now, what it's going to be. Um, how's, how's that all working out for you? Right. So like Father said, um, Mrs. Kate Lubis um, from a neighboring um, parish school is our active principal. Um, at this point in time, the trouble is she's 40 miles away, um, and so it's hard for her to be on site um, and really involved in the day-to-day activities here. So um, as I'm working towards my master's degree and getting that certification, um, she is helping us out. Um, but I am basically on site. I'm doing the on-site job, um, managing staff. Um, offering support to our staff, students, and parents along the way. The same sort of um, support that a principal might offer in their school. So, Well, that's great, Megan. I mean, just just the undertaking on that. I know that a lot of places are financially strapped and, you know, things are happening. And, but there's always a way with God, and there's always a way that things are going to work out if you if you place your trust in Jesus and in the Holy Spirit and the work that you guys are doing. So, um I'm I'm Mike Goldsmith, Michael Goldsmith with Father Will Thompson here, and we're talking with uh, Father Terry Anderson, and we're talking with Megan uh, Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm yep. sorry, I lost your last name. That's sorry. okay. Yep, I got it here now. Sorry about that. But it's just uh, great to talk to you guys. And I know later on we're going to be talking about uh, some other things in uh, in our segments with Straight Talk segment and later the Star of North Maternity Home in Duluth area. And we'll be getting an update on this beautiful new facility. Um, Megan and Father, we're going to be going to a break here shortly, but uh, you, will you guys stay with us? And uh, we have a few other things that we'd like to you know, talk to you about and uh, uh, have a couple more questions for you. Can you guys stay on the line with us? You betcha. Absolutely. All right. So as we get ready here, we're going to go to a break. And uh, I'm, again, Michael Goldsmith with Father Will Thompson. We're here at St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. And it's a beautiful day out, and we are just looking forward to the rest of the show here. So we're going to go to a break, and when we're ready, we'll come back and talk with uh, Father Terry and Megan Kelly. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, including Father Paul, Father John, and Joe Rutten, Father Craig Vosick, Father Tim Buren, and Father Kyle Metzger from brand new locations, including the University of Mary in Bismarck, Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, and the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. If you're looking for hope, tune in to Real Presence Live, where you'll hear positive and inspirational stories weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. 
One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy, and Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello and welcome back. This is Michael Goldsmith with Father Will Thompson, and we are still talking with Father Terry Anderson and Megan Kelly from St. Thomas More School and uh, how they how they got this going. So, Father, I know there's been some, we were talking a little bit on the break there about how this building, uh, you know, and how this got started and what you had to kind of go through to get there. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, of course, the parish of St. Thomas has been in Brookings for years. I also went to SDSU and back in the 70s and went to the church downtown. But the parish outgrew that building, and 1999, the current pastor, Father Tom Tech, built this new facility, and Bishop Carlson at the time told him that when he built this, he had to build it with just the future possibility of having a school here. Hmm. So they had classrooms here. They made them half classrooms for the religious ed department, but they made fake walls in between those half classrooms. And so each time we have a new grade, we have to knock out one of those walls and then paint and put flooring <laughs> in and fix the ceiling. Of course, and populate the room with desks and chairs and and. and computers and smart boards. That takes a bit of work through the summer. We're doing that right now. And uh, so the building was there. We didn't have to add anything onto the building. We just kind of had to renovate the different spaces within the building. And right. a lot of volunteer work. To get you bet. That done. No, I, I don't know. That sounds fun to me. You know, t- 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 tear, tearing down, down walls, putting things back together. Yeah. That just sounds enjoyable. I've actually seen but, him do that stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, no matter what the building looks like, you know, the buildings are not, you know, ends in and of themselves. They, they serve a purpose, and uh, the purpose of this building is to, to house children uh, for schooling. So, Megan, um, what, is, what, what is the enrollment like? You, you talked about um, uh, the, the size of one of the classes, but uh, what is the enrollment of St. Thomas More School, and uh, what would it look like for next year? Is there still time to enroll children, um, and how would that work? 
Absolutely. So our total enrollment preschool through second grade is around 80 students currently. Mm. Um, And we definitely have room for more um, friends to come join in our fun. Um, Basically, enrolling is really easy. Um, Our school is open to anybody in the Brookings community or surrounding areas that is interested in just allowing their children the opportunity to grow in faith um, as well as academics. Mm. So they could just email me. They could call our parish office. They could stop in. Um, I'm happy to meet with any family, give them a tour of our building and facilities, um, and just uh, pull them on in. So uh, we are currently still enrolling. We have openings in, I think, all except for one of our preschool classes right now. Um, But the spots are filling up quick. This time of year they start to um, start to come in a little bit quicker as people are thinking about the start of a new school year. So. Yes. Well, I'm so happy that you guys are doing this. Like uh, we talked a little bit too about how, you know, some places schools are closing and, you know, you have that you guys have the spirit working and that, that it's it's coming up for you guys and that that you are witnessing to Christ in this manner and, and, and everything. Well, you know, it's not going to be easy. Nothing ever is, you know, and Christ told us that too. So, you know, that, you know, you have to pick up your crosses daily and you have to move forward. And But he's always going, he, he's going to always be there. Uh, and just keeping keeping your school in in prayer is you know that that's got to be the the main focus for you guys I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do have weekly mass and prayer times with the kids and adoration on Thursdays. So yeah, prayer is an essential part of it. Absolutely, and I, I and I see that and 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 it grows here in Rochester and other places that I see. Where, where you're focused on that and on the Eucharist and on the prayer and keeping Jesus Christ as the center of that project that you're doing, you know, uh, that's going to always bring you, you know, to to your end goal, what Father was talking about, you know, earlier. So, Father Terry and and Megan, uh, we wish you the very best when in your in your endeavor here, and uh, I, I think you're going to have more people, even those that Terry, you know, Father Terry talked about, not uh, people that. The bishop said, you know, aren't for this. Uh, the Spirit will work in that, I think, you know, as you go well, and you show them how faithful you guys are. So what do you, what do you, what do you want, anything that you'd want to oh, say I towards just, the end? Yeah, to, to that comment, I already feel like um, like the, the life has been brought back into our parish and people are seeing that and mm-hmm. people's hearts are have already been changed towards it. And that was demonstrated in our very first like large scale annual fundraiser that we did last winter just the outpouring of support from Mm -hmm. our parish community was amazing um so i already feel like those blessings are being shared within our um parish and people's hearts really are being open to this um beautiful ministry so Uh, that that is just awesome and i i I think you're going to be well we always are greatly and abundantly blessed and surprised when the lord is involved in it and and the and the fruits that come out of that sometimes we don't always see the fruits 
but it's, it's good to see sometimes that we do have that, you know, that hope that we see some of those fruits kind of happening. So, you know, when you're planting the other seeds and, and moving this forward, both of you, that that maybe you're not going to see everything that's happening, but I, I'm happy that things are kind of moving forward in the right positive direction for you guys. So we thank you so much for being with us this morning. We got like 30 seconds if you want to just add anything else to the end here. Um, so I just nope, appreciate I just all the thank people you. who have given oh. support and uh, just hundreds of people who have done that and I'm just always thankful for everybody who supported us in the past two years. And thanks for having us. It was yes. nice to chat with you and we would appreciate any continued prayers of support from you as well. Well, if there's anything that you guys need and in, in, in announcements and events and things, you know where to come. We'll We'll put those on the radio for you. Great. Very good. All right. Thank you guys. You, so much. you guys take good care and God bless you. Thank you. Yep. Well, Father, well, I think that's just great and where we're, we're they're going and what they're doing out there in Brookings. And, you know, uh, here in Rochester and I know across our whole listening area in the upper Midwest here, you know, we still have great Catholic schools and they're, they're abounding. And mm-hmm. uh, people have a, a great desire for education is important. Yeah. I mean, that's a base for us that we need to learn, right? But I mean, on top of that, having and, and directing that in the Holy Spirit and, and, and the, our triune God, especially through the, the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, to put that into perspective and get that intertwined in in that education for our youth. Do you have anything else to add to that? Well, and I, I find it particularly um moving you know there, there there was there was an era of the church in the united states where you know catholic schools were popping up left and right yeah they were all over the place and um you know it's probably about a 20-year period um you know 40s to 60s uh where it was common mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why that was so possible was the uh, just the prevalence and the presence of religious sisters who were able to be in the classroom absolutely teaching. yeah, yeah and, then, and one of the side effects was keeping keeping the cost down um you know, most schools don't have uh, uh, many, if any, uh, religious sisters teaching anymore, and so it becomes more, a little more difficult to maintain, uh, right. you know, the Catholic schools. Uh, and so to begin to start a Catholic school from scratch right now, uh, it's it's really, I think, the response to a need, mm-hmm. you know, a spiritual need that is present in the mm-hmm. community. Um, uh, the Brookings, you know, saw that need uh, and uh, and was able to uh, accomplish and are still accomplishing. They're still working at it. Yep. Uh, so certainly many prayers to all those involved with St. Thomas More School in uh, Brookings. Well, hey, we're going to go into our next segment. Father, are you ready for some questions? I am ready. All right. Sounds good. I think Father is all ready for us here. We are excited to bring you this segment. On Real Present Five, it's called Straight Talk, and it's your opportunity to share your questions and comments on topics relating to the faith or on things happening in the world around us with our local host and priests. Uh, when you hear the sound effect, which we just did, we want you to call in at 877-795-0122, or you can send your questions on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and and you can get something answered, or maybe there's uh, some things that are going on that... Uh, that you want to have a little chat with Father here, have a little bit extra uh, 
in, insight on maybe. Maybe that's a good word for it. Huh? So give us a call, 877-795-0122. We're going to turn it over here to Father, and he can kind of start us off here. I don't know. Insight might be a strong word. <laughs> I, I can offer maybe my opinions or thoughts. But, um, oh, no, you are a smart no, man. It's, uh, uh, you know, there, there, are, there are so many things for us to think about, and as we've been talking uh, with, with Father Terry and, and Megan about this new school mm-hmm. uh, that, that they're starting out, um, you know, also, I think just hearing it called St. Thomas More. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to ask them if, uh, if St. Thomas More is the name of the, the parish or if that's, uh, if that's the school. I think uh, they said that it was right the parish, too, so I think oh, okay. it's tied to it. I could be wrong, but I think that's so, what it was. So, yep. Certainly makes sense, but we're, uh, we're, we're nearing the end of our fortnight for freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the United States bishops have asked us to have this fortnight, these two weeks leading up to, uh, uh, to Independence Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, it starts out with the feast day of uh, St. Thomas More and St. John Fisher, mm, two mm-hmm. English saints, um, and and two saints that understood uh, the, the need for integrity of faith, despite what's going on around them. You know, we, we, we have this, uh, this misconception, I think, about the, the separation of church and state. Uh, oh, there's a big misconception the, the, there, yeah. The, the, <laughs> this, this idea of the separation of church and state uh, is not constitutional. Uh, it does come up in, in some of uh, Thomas Jefferson's writings. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he talks about it in some of his other writings, uh, but, but, but it's not in the Constitution. The Constitution says that the state shall not uh, impose a religion. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that the, the state won't won't tell us uh, how it is that we should worship, what it is that we should believe, mm-hmm. um, and and there's you know there's there's really some uh, some blessing to that. Right uh, now, now sometimes you might think about that and say, well, you know, but why? I mean, if if, if we if we believe the Catholic tr- Catholic Church is the true Church, if we believe that our faith is the fullness mm-hmm. uh, of the revelation of God, why wouldn't we want everybody? to believe that why wouldn't we want everybody to follow uh in that life in that religion but god doesn't want that from us god he wants, wants freedom exactly god wants us to choose freely yep and uh and, and that's you know I, i've had a lot of conversations with people about that over the years that um that it seems like it'd be easier if the united states of america was just a catholic yeah, country. let's just make it. We're going to impose it on you. Well, yeah. it doesn't work that way either. No, and we do see some countries where there is a state religion, mm-hmm. and the level of faith is not there. It's a cultural faith. Right. It's there, I mean, yes, they are imbued with, with that faith, uh, whether that's a Catholic faith or a Muslim faith or, um, you know, um, you know, after the Reformation, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't necessarily an entire country, but um, you know, whatever prince, whatever faith the prince was, you know, that's what their people or were going is, to is be. Israel, with you, you know, yep, yeah. And so, so it is important for us to keep that freedom, uh, the freedom to be able to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with uh, with the life of Saint Thomas More uh, and Saint John Fisher. You know, it wasn't quite that of you know imposing a religion on others, um, but it, it was it was fairly close. You know, that's uh, that that King Henry, uh, he he wanted them to respond in a particular way. He, uh, yeah, he wanted something out of it. It was coming not from the from the heart of of Christ or from the heart of God. Yeah. It was coming from his personal. And, and mixing that in, and, and St. Thomas More and Fisher both said, no, yeah. you are, you know, we're not saying that 
that that it's not that you aren't the king. We're saying that you need to follow God. Yeah. So you know, Saint Saint uh, Saint John Fisher uh, would not accede to. Uh, the king's request to reveal what his wife had been telling him in, in the confessional. Right. Uh, and for that, uh, he was martyred. Uh, St. Thomas More would not acknowledge the king as the, as the head of the church right. in England. And for that, he was martyred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just such a, such a strong stance yes. that, that both of them took. Um, then in many ways, you know, that, that wasn't the, that's, that's not the core, the center of our faith. You know, mm-hmm. who's the head of the church, uh, what, what happens in, in the confessional. You know, that, that's, not, that's not at the core, but it, but it is still so integral, you know, that Jesus gave us a church. Right. Jesus gave us the sacraments uh, so that as we have the confidence to live in the church, the confidence to live out the sacraments, uh, it gives us greater freedom, freedom even to stand up to the possibility of martyrdom. Right. And I think those two really kind of led to where, you know, the United States and the people of that thinking and stuff were starting to move to the new, you know, to the new colonies, you know, and that thinking was there. So, Father, we have a question uh, here, and I'm going to read it, but if you have any questions, 877-795-0122, or give us a a little uh, blip on Facebook. We'd love to hear a question from you. We have one right now. Their uh, question is in Genesis God changes Abram's name to Abraham. That makes sense as God made him father of the multitude of nations. But why does God also change Sarah? Uh, you know that? How, how Sarai. That, Sarai. That's how yeah. I always pronounce okay, it. Okay, sounds I, good. Name to Sarah. Is there a significance here? Yeah, so I, first of all, I always, I always feel like when, when we're reading biblical names or places, uh, proclaim with confidence, and most people won't know the difference. Um, uh, the, the, and I apologize if that's offensive to doing because I know Sarai uh, does have a particular way of pronouncing her name. Um, but it's, it's a great question because it's not only Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah. Uh, we also see this happening with Jacob becoming Israel. We see it with Kephas becoming Peter. Mm-hmm. That there are different people in the Bible that have their names changed. And whenever this happens in the Bible, there is a, a, a real shift in their life perspective, mm-hmm. uh, their mission. The mission of their life is changing. And so with, with Abram becoming Abraham, Abraham becomes the father of a great nation. Sarai becoming Sarah, she becomes the mother right. of a great nation. And so you might remember uh, when, when God first revealed to Sarai that she was going to be a mother, mm-hmm. uh, that her response was laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that she, she thought it was laughable. She was an old woman. She didn't think that this was going to be possible. At the beginning, uh, didn't have the faith there. But eventually... The faith is there. Yep. Eventually she realizes that, okay, you know, God is doing something here. And so in, in Genesis, you know, G- Genesis, uh, uh, the, the, especially the latter um, three quarters or so, uh, is the, the story of the patriarchs. Mm-hmm. And so there's a heavy emphasis on the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, but within them, you know, there's all, there's always a woman involved, uh, sometimes more than one, uh, um, actually most of the time more than yep. one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's, that's a whole, that's a whole other story yep. about trusting in God's, uh, God's providence. Um, but Sarah, Sarah was able to move from that, uh, laughable doubt into conviction and faith, uh, being convicted by faith, uh, so that 
when you know when, when she was able to make that move herself, when she became the mother of Isaac, mm-hmm. uh, her name changed because her mission was changing. Right. Her mission was no longer uh, to be the simply the wife of Abram uh, and a barren wife at that, but her mission has become to be the mother of a great nation, right along with uh, with, with her husband right. Abraham. And that we see that with with God, it's always been His plan with a man and a woman. I mean, we see it with Adam, and this is great, but he needs a companion. Mm-hmm. We need to multiply, so we have Eve. We see that with with Abram and, Sar- and Sarai, and we see that through uh, Jesus Christ with having Mary. There's no way that that can be, and then to have Jesus Christ and then his bride, uh, you know, there's always that connection in, in what God's plan is, and it's always been about around the man and the woman. There's got to be the both of them because it's mm-hmm. that's the only way it's gonna it's gonna produce fruit. That's right, and there and there are many many connections uh, through, throughout the Bible, uh, whether whether that's seeing that theme of a name change, or seeing you know someone's experience in the Bible uh, being repeated, uh, sometimes in a very similar way, mm-hmm. sometimes in almost an opposite way. Yeah, you know, we we see that happen between. Uh, Sarai's response uh, that she is going to be a mother mm-hmm. uh, that it's laughable it, it's you know she it's incredulous she, mm-hmm. she 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 she's not able to believe it but then we hear about uh, Elizabeth in the New Testament now her husband mm-hmm. uh, Zechariah he is questioning <laughs> you know, he is he is not believing and he's mute because right. of it he loses the faculties right. of speaking uh, but Elizabeth hears and is amazed. Yes. Elizabeth hears and understands that God is doing something special here. And she, she believes that immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarai, you know, she's been told, but, but she really had a hard time believing it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until she became uh, pregnant and had her son that she started to understand right. that I have a new mission. Uh, Elizabeth, as, she, as soon as she heard, she realized, okay, it's not just that I have a mission, but my, my son. Right. is going to have a mission. And that leads her a little bit later on to uh, make her a great statement of, of, of praise yes. uh, as, as Mary comes to greet her. Right. Um, you know, how is it that the mother of my Lord yes. would come to me? Uh, uh, well, we, had, we need some more questions here. If you would like to call in, 877-795-0122. Father Will is uh, waiting here to give his great wisdom. <laughs> and... Uh, we just uh, need you to give us a call on 877-795-0122. I'm sure there's questions out there, so just take the time and just call in quick, and we can we can get that question on the air for you here. And we can also do that on Facebook uh, if you want to do that on the on the app or in the in the media there. So, yeah. uh, and I think our last question came in uh, uh, through Facebook. So, yep. uh, thank you yes. to to those who are listening in who send in these questions. It's uh, certainly certainly uh, makes me dig deep into my memory bank to see okay where did i where did i read about this before where right. did i hear about this before and uh you never know where it's gonna where what what kind of question is going to come up so it's kind of actually kind of a can we stump father too you know maybe yeah, I, yeah, I, get, I get stumped sometimes yes I don't, no we don't, I don't all know. have the answers all the time you know no, i mean we can certainly you know you said there's so many ways that we can look at certain things with with that last question i mean there's a there's a, a great like you said a great multitude of of things that we could tie into that very, you know, it'd be a great subject for, you know, some lengthy discussion on. 
I, you pointed out one thing about faith, and and of course today we have the martyr of uh, Saint Thomas, right? Uh, our our great apostle, right? And, yeah. And, and and you talked. I was at mass with you this morning. It was beautiful, and you said something, you know, about the foundation and building that up. And you actually questioned uh, Saint Paul's <laughs> building. Your, but yeah, my my point in, so. into that was, you know, that that Thomas didn't have that. Uh, faith okay, right I've off. Got to, I've, got, I've got to let our listeners know. Okay? All right. I'm not questioning Saint Paul here. <laughs> I'm simply questioning his construction mentality. Yes. You know that, that you know he's he you know says you know Jesus is the capstone of the church. I mean that's that's like saying that Jesus is the chimney, <laughs> and the chimney is keeping the entire building together. I mean that that that's not the way no, it it's works. Not, but it's a, it's a it is a good tie. But yeah, you had a good homily <laughs> on that, Father. It was really very good. But go well, ahead. I, I think it's worth, worth uh, remarking a little bit on. Uh, on s- some of the things that I said at, at Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with St. Thomas, uh, St. Thomas is, of course, best known as Doubting Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, that, that he is the one who was not present when the r- risen Christ arrived. Uh, he, you know, he wanted to see. <laughs> and, and who wouldn't? It's like, you know what? All my friends got to see this, and I didn't get to see it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, the... Um, you know, Avengers fans out there, you know, someone mm-hmm. had to wait an extra week to watch Endgame, uh, you know, and all their other friends saw it, and it's like, no, I, I want to see it myself. Don't mm-hmm. tell me what happens. I want to see it. Uh, and so here's Thomas. So it's it's an understandable statement. You know, unless I see with my own eyes, put my finger into his nail mark, right. put my hand inside, I won't believe. I, I want to see it myself. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Jesus kind of <laughs> lets him know that well, as much as that might be understandable, that's not the response that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And you even uh, said that, oh, that's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, put, put, put your fingers right here in my hand. Come on, stick them in. Yes. Put your hand in my side. You know, dig around and see if you can find you understand. Spleen. You understand yeah. that thinking, though, but yeah. But, but then what's really remarkable, and this is, and this is what I think St. Thomas should really be known for, he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have to put his finger inside. He doesn't have to put his hand uh, or fingers in his in his hands. Mm-hmm. Thomas doesn't have to put his hand into his side. He sees, yeah, and he makes one of the greatest professions of faith in the New Testament. Yeah, my Lord and my God. Yeah, it's beautiful. And so we hear that we hear that sometimes at mass, especially if you if you go to uh, Spanish mass, Señor mío, Dios mío, uh, my Lord and my God, being able to see. And so, but what he sees, what he sees is Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a few few more holes. Uh, uh, but but he sees the man that he knew, but his belief allows him to make the connection. Right. And so we have that opportunity, especially every time we celebrate the Eucharist. Yeah. You know that what we see is you know, bread and wine. Yeah. But we're but through faith we're able that. to make that that connection. That you know this is not bread and wine anymore. This is, is the risen every, Christ. This is Jesus present to me in the Eucharist. Body, soul, body, blood, soul, soul and divinity. divinity. Sorry, I forgot the blood there. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. But yeah, I mean, forget the blood. No, you cannot. And I, what what that what that was shed for us. So we need you to call in, 877-795-0122. Again, stump Father Will Thompson. Can you do that? Uh, every every time that we're on with this segment, wherever the priests are, you know, come on. We got some, I know we have great people out here, and I know you guys have questions about the faith. So get get them in here for us, and we can talk about those, and we can we can open up and, and have a great discussion on it. And, uh, you know, maybe there's something that you're not quite sure about, uh, something that's not quite... 
sitting in the right uh, manner for you with, mm-hmm. with the faith. And maybe you want to talk to Father about that and ask him about that, you know, whatever it might be. So we, we'd like you to call in 877-795-0122 or give us a, a little question on Facebook. That's an easy way to do it also. I know everybody has their phones on them, so that's another way to... To, to do that. Don't do it while you're driving, though. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah, well, we want to stay safe. Yes. Uh, pretty soon we'll have to be staying legal uh, that way in yes. the state of Minnesota, August 1st. You have to have hands free. Is it August? Uh, I thought it was July. But, anyways, it doesn't matter. Is it August? Okay. Well, it, it should be you know, August 1st, 2012. Yeah, uh, no kidding. It know, should have been. Far, as far as I'm concerned. But, yeah. um, you know, we do want to stay safe on safe on the road. Yes. You Absolutely. know, as, as, we're, as we're talking about you know, some of these different things, and we talk about what happened to uh, Sarah, what happened to Elizabeth, uh, you know, St. Thomas's experience. And, and those, are, those are really helpful for us, I think, to reflect on, uh, to help us to start to make some connections in our own lives. Um, but, you know, whatever our faith is, you know, it has to be lived. You know, it has to be lived through our, our own experience. Um, you know, that, that experience of Jesus having, you know, suffered, died, and risen for us. Uh, but then we experience it right now. And, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, you know, life can be chaotic sometimes. Mm, absolutely. You know, that there's, there's so much uh, that can be going on, uh, so much that controls our lives. And it can just be, just be really difficult to pray. Uh, not necessarily that you know, our, our, our faith is questioned through the chaos, uh, although sometimes it might be. You know, yeah. It's like, you know, God, why are you letting all of this happen? Um, but, you know, when, whenever I find myself asking that, I think, wait, no, let me, let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. Who put all of these appointments on my calendar? Right. Oh, yeah, that was me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes we do it to ourselves. Sometimes right. we make our, our lives more chaotic. I can chaotic. get this done. I can do it. I can do this. That's right. Um, but, you know, I think for, for a lot of people out there, you know, you might be listening in right now and, you know, you're, you're thanking God that your kids are laying down for a nap uh, or they're out at baseball practice or, or something like that <laughs> so you have a little bit of a reprieve. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I, I grew up... In, middle of seven children so yep. i know what it's like to be uh at a, at a chaotic house and, I, hear you know, you. I know what it's like to have have parents saying you know can't we have anything nice around here mm-hmm. um and i think one time i answered back no we can't because we break it you never did that uh, i don't i probably didn't say it, but I, I did break some things yes you know? I, I did I too just, i just had a conversation with my mom reminiscing uh not too long ago that's great <laughs> one of her so, one of her favorite snow globes oh of, of no the holy family so yeah Water everywhere, yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> water, glitter, it was and all glass. over the place. I'm pretty sure my mom prayed in that moment. There so you go, to, to hold back on that, yes. <laughs> Give us a call, 877-795-0122. We still have some time here. We got a question coming in uh, from a listener. I've talked to several different priests about this. It goes to our safety on the road here, I think, Father. But I want Father Will's take, since many people will be traveling today and tomorrow, is it a sin to go five miles per hour over the speed limit? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. Thank you for putting me on the spot yeah. on that one. Is is um, a is a little white lie okay? Well, there's a there's a difference here. There's, there's, I know. There's I'm a just, difference between bearing false witness yeah, and exactly uh, and, and obeying legitimate authority. Right. Um, uh, uh, but first of all, white lie is not okay. You know, Mm-mm. it's it's still a lie. Um, right. You know, whenever we. You know, you know, do that. I think it's helpful to say, okay, what happens if I take the adjective off? Right. You know, if the descriptor's not there, it's still a lie. Um, 
I don't. So. That's just that's just what popped into my head. You know, is it? Yep. We're, we're, what I'm getting at is that we kind of place these little things in front of us, right? Yep. So I'll let you I'll let you talk on this, but I mean we place those little things in, in front of us all the time, and you know how far can I move that? So go ahead, yeah. Father. Well, and this is, this is a difficult question too because I I I, I think um, it partly depends on interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm I'm not one to uh, really interpret the Ten Commandments, but it, uh, but there is an interpretation of the law mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that that we that we can we can do, um, and I I always remember when I was in driver's ed class, mm-hmm. that the, uh, the instructor said, you know, okay, this is what the speed limit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, after informing us of what the difference is between a speed limit sign and a county road sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you see county road 85, you don't want to be driving 85 miles an right. hour right there. Uh, <laughs> that is not a speed limit sign. Um, but the, the, the speed limit is set. However, there is also still an encouragement to go with the flow of traffic. Correct. And so if the flow of traffic is 65 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone, uh, if you are comfortable with that, it's appropriate to go there because of the safety issue. Right. You know, that if you're going 50 miles an hour and everyone else around you is going 60, that could be dangerous. It could actually uh, be providing a, you know, a stumbling block, which I think uh, kind so of brings speak, for if, others. If I could put in this, you know, I think this is the law in Minnesota now that just came out about, you know, driving slow in the fast lane. Mm-hmm. This this has to do with that. I don't know about the other states that we go to, but, you know, it's important to keep the flow of traffic going. Now, you don't want to be driving reckless. Right. You know, never driving reckless. But if, if there is a slower moving vehicle and it is a two lane, you want to move around that person so that you're not impeding other people. Yep. And you want to be careful about it. Now, I don't know exactly, you know, where, where do you cut off on, you know, uh, that's a hard one to, to talk about. But I think it's important for you. And I think that was where this law yeah. about, you know, you know, driving in the fast lane that you want to keep that traffic flowing. You don't want to be driving slow over there because right. it, it is for moving the traffic and keeping that in the line of uh, safety. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's really probably more of a safety question. And, um, you know, the speed limit, you know, could vary even though the even, – or, or the speed that you're driving could vary even though the speed limit stays the same mm-hmm. based upon – you know, what other people are driving around you. Now, if, if you find yourself all of a sudden you're going 70 miles an hour um, and because everybody else is going 70 miles an hour around you yeah. and you're uncomfortable with that, you know, don't throw on the brakes uh, right. because there might be someone right behind you going 70 yeah. miles an hour and they're expecting to continue Comfortably the Comfortably do this and slow down, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, but I also remember very distinctly uh, that if you're in a, on a two-lane and you know you want to pass someone mm-hmm. uh, that my driver driver's ed instructor also said you know, the speed limit stays the same even though you want to pass mm-hmm. so you know if you're if you're going 80 miles an hour to pass someone you know then you're then you're definitely speeding right so you know my my rule of of thumb is uh, to try to go along the speed of traffic mm-hmm. and if i catch up to someone who's going 1 mile an hour slower than me you know, I kind of have to catch myself a little bit because that can be annoying. Uh, you know, that can bother me. But mm-hmm. I say, you know what? It's one mile an hour. Mm-hmm. I can slow down. Um, I don't have to pass them. Which kind of ties into a little bit about road rage, I yeah. think, too. You know, that, 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 that's important for us to remember when we're, we're all out on there. We're all children of God. 
Mm -hmm. we, we should have that. We should be saying some prayers rather than getting upset. Taking that time back, that's a good place yeah. to put just to, maybe even a small prayer of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, help me, or Jesus, I trust in you, or, mm -hmm. or calm my spirit, Lord. Yeah. You know, well, and, and one of the other things, and I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the air, uh, but I know I have talked to people about this. Uh, you know, when, when I'm driving around, I, I'll thank people for being smart drivers. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm in my, I'm in my car, they're in their car. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as you're looking around, you, you know, you can see what might happen. Right. You can see some of the, the dangers that are out there. And, yeah, sometimes people don't see mm -hmm. what's happening. Sometimes people make poor decisions. Right. But a lot of times people make good decisions. Absolutely. And so when I see that, I'll say, thank you. That was a good move. Yeah. You know, th thanks for waiting. Thanks for allowing that, you, other, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, that other, other, other person to, to move in there. You know, God bless you for seeing uh, what could have happened um, you know, if you had been in more of a hurry. And maybe um, allow that spirit of that to, to come into you and say, you know what, I need to be more like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, coming back to the speed limit question, um, you know, I, I, think, I think it's almost part of a bigger issue. You know, how much of a hurry are we in? <laughs> right. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, being overly aggressive and turning earlier, passing someone, what's that going to add? Two minutes? Right. You know, you're going to arrive two minutes, you know, sooner than, than what you would have. You know, is that is that really worth it mm -hmm. to uh, go that far over the speed limit? Is it really worth it to, um, you know, put other people's lives in danger? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think so. So, you know, uh, do be safe out there. Um, yep. You know, no need to be reckless. Uh, we're all going somewhere. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, we pray that you re reach that destination in mm -hmm. safety and enjoy. Aaron says that they did a myth, myth, myth busters on that. So yep. <laughs> thanks, Aaron, for that. Uh, so you're saving, you're actually saving more time by, by being more thoughtful about it. But you know what I have uh, an ideal for our people that are listening out there? Mm -hmm. If you're getting into that while you're in your car, tune to AM 970 or whatever, whatever mm -hmm. the Real Presence radio uh, uh, signal is in your area and listen to us and, and take that time to calm down and maybe listen and learn a little bit about your faith. How's that? That sounds like a good one. <laughs> yeah. No, and, and actually it does. I, I think the, you know, what you listen to on the radio or, um, you know, the conversations you're ha having, you know, that can have an effect, you know, especially if you don't have the cruise control on, uh, you know, it could yeah. affect your speed, um, but yeah. it can also affect your, your psyche, affect yes. your heart. Um, we just need to slow down, I think, in this world. I mean, mm -hmm. it kind of really shows when we were talking earlier about prayer and and then putting that in the front of it when they're doing this with the with the St. Mo uh, Thomas More School. You know, prayer is our foundation. Uh, it is what we are called to do. It is how we are drawn to God. It is how we uh, commune with God. Of course, we have the sacraments and especially the Eucharist that we, we do that in a more special yeah. way, but that's still a prayer. And it's the, the be most beautiful prayer that we can do is go to Mass. But while we're doing that, and keep, we need to keep God in our thoughts and keep God uh, at the forefront so that we're, you know, uh, and I know I need to learn this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need humility uh, probably more than I want to acknowledge, too, uh, that when, when situations come up, and, and I, I've had a couple this past week that I didn't handle in the right, in the right manner because I allowed myself to, to be in the flesh rather than the spirit yep. and uh, I need to work on that now and both go you know to something to well of course to confession but I need to work through that and make myself yeah. a better person in that and I hope I can recognize that and through that I'm talking about is praying 
and let allowing God to, to calm me and to, to, to change that in myself. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's what humility is, you know, being humbled in that, in that manner. I mean, yeah. if we don't allow ourselves to do that, then we're really not connecting like we should, I don't think, you know, because right. we really need to, to come to the, to the understanding that God really is what I need and, and it is the source of what we are. Mm-hmm. and that connection so th- that's how we get that is through prayer yeah. yeah so i get we're getting close here to break and uh do you have anything else to add here father well i think part of that prayer is also gratitude you know someone made a comment the other day about the oregon trail uh you know that, that early video game um you know computer game that i, I would play often and um mm-hmm. you know what when we travel you know, we can get from one side of the state to the other in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Now, that used to take a couple of days, weeks. Uh, we don't have to worry about rattlesnake bites no. as we're driving around. Uh, so I'll be grateful for the opportunity that we have to travel wherever it is you're traveling. Okay. And please be safe out there. Yes. We'll be right back after the break here. Stay with us. <laughs> 